Hi, I'm Carrie Hickenlooper with Sister Scriptorians, where we are devoted to learning, likening, and lifting others one principle at a time. Welcome, Sister Scriptorians, to the Sister Scriptorian podcast. What a wonderful conference we just had. It was invigorating, and I feel motivated and renewed with a purpose focused on my Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm excited to listen to it again and to partake of its goodness. And I think that it was especially sweet for me because the last couple of days of last week felt kind of bitter. On Thursday of last week, my husband and I received some discouraging, disappointing news, and it hurt, and it left us with many questions and not any answers. And it's regarding a trial that he and I have been going through for several years, and he and I both thought we saw a light at the end of the tunnel, but it wasn't meant to be, and it hurt, and it's interesting Because last week, I felt this urgent need to be able to finish episode 5 and then the bonus track regarding the characteristics of God. And I thought, and it probably was, and I thought it was so that you and I could be able to have those characteristics and enjoy more fully General Conference and Easter. But I now know that that was for me to be fortified. Because instead of murmuring, or pulling my heart away from the Lord, I did the opposite. I leaned in with my faith. And that's not to say that my pain was taken away or that I had this great understanding. No, I had I had to feel those emotions and I had to work through my understanding. And and this is how it goes. I just I want to show you a glimpse. Because listening to the last episode and the bonus track. You might think it sounds a little Pollyanna-ish. Okay, she's not going through anything, so of course she can just see the light and all these characteristics of the Lord. So I want to share with you what those characteristics look like when you're experiencing disappointment and fear, but you choose Him. What went through my mind is He is the Creator, and He knows all. So instead of yearning for what could have been and what I thought sounded like a really great plan. I'm just going to follow the Lord and look to the future for an opportunity to co-create with the great creator. And he is my upholder and he has maintained and he has sustained my family so far. And even though I don't know how this will all be right, I will trust in his power that it will be. And because he is merciful, I will double my efforts to see his gifts And with his grace, somehow, I am going to be made strong through him. And to take on the optimistic attitude of President Hinckley, I'm just going to believe it's all going to work out. And because my God is abundant in goodness, I am going to trust that this disappointment is for my good, for my husband's good, for our good, even though it stings. And especially because 
We are hurting. I know that my Lord will send goodness, his goodness soon. For I know there is opposition in all things. And I also trust that this will only be for a moment. And I'm going to double my efforts to look for his goodness. And he is a God of truth. And this disappointment gave me an opportunity to recommit myself to trust in him, the God of truth, even though I don't currently see, (laughs) I I don't currently see the way. However, he doesn't lie. So his promises in blessings and patriarchal blessings will come to fruition in his due time. And knowing that he is not a respecter of persons, I needed to rehearse that one in my head, to be honest with you. I had to say this one over and over in my mind. Because for me, the adversary is quite artful in showing me examples of others who haven't experienced our particular trial. But as I have learned to lean into this particular characteristic of the Lord, I have felt more conviction about staying the course and not wavering. And so naturally for me this time, my heart accepted that God changes not and that his ways are one eternal round. And therefore he wasn't all of a sudden condemning Jed and I to misery and hopelessness, but that he loves us and that his love doesn't diminish when we have bumps in the road. So I chose faith. And in circumstances like these, faith doesn't always feel good. And even though it didn't necessarily feel good, I chose it anyways. And I chose hope by not forgetting who my Savior and my Father are. And though we don't have any more answers today than we did five days ago, I know I can move forward in faith. And I am grateful that the Book of Mormon has showed me how to lean into my relationship with the Lord, especially in times of conflict and pain. And to not move my heart away by murmuring or remaining in ignorance of who he truly is. And though there is less sting, I have learned he doesn't take mortality away, but he does help us carry our burdens when we allow him to. And I feel like this process of remembering who he is and seeing how his characteristics are true in good times, but also in difficult times. And this was difficult on Thursday and Friday. It was difficult because I usually want to envision the game plan and move myself along it. And with this particular trial, that vision, it hasn't materialized. And I sometimes feel like we get a glimpse of it and then it dissolves. (laughs) And though I won't stop seeking it, I have decided to just trust him with the big picture And for now, I will just use my faith to know what I can do today to get me there. Because I may not know, but he does. And just like Lehi didn't know where the promised land was, he fully committed himself to follow the one that does. And so I will too. Speaking of which, let's revisit Lehi and his family. We're just going to concentrate on 1 Nephi chapter 2, verses 14 through 16. Now remember, the family has just left Jerusalem and they have traveled a couple of weeks until making camp in a valley. And Father Lehi named this valley the Valley of Lemuel. And it is at this time that we're introduced to the impact that Laman and Lemuel's murmuring 
was having on the family. And we have all done it as parents. I probably did it today. (laughs) This is something I'm working on, where we swiftly nip opposition and disobedience in the bud. Squash it. Don't want any more of it. And we will lecture or will persuade with great passion to get our children in line, to get them to get with the game plan and squash that resistance. And how long does this last? For a few minutes. (laughs) Temporarily. Father Lehi was at a point where he had had enough. He was tired of the murmuring and the contention, the insults and the resistance. And so what did he do? Did he choose to lecture? Did he choose to persuade with great passion? Being filled with the Spirit, he laid down the law. And he spoke to these sons of his with great power. And Laman and Lemuel, after hearing and witnessing the power that their father was emulating, they were confounded. Hallelujah. (laughs) Probably for the first time during this journey, they were at a loss of words. And their body shook. And they cooperated. And they obeyed. But only temporarily. And I think this is where we have a parenting tip in the Book of Mormon. That when we attempt to address behavior, the results are temporary. It is the heart that needs changing. Now, these young men had been, I'm sure, like Nephi, been taught somewhat in all the learning of their father. And they had complete stewardship over their hearts. And to be truthful, for us as parents, it is easy to demand the right outward behaviors of our children and overlook where their heart is in relation to the Lord. We sometimes use, if, if they're being obedient on the outside in their actions, we sometimes mistakenly assume that their heart is at one with the Lord. So let's look at the heart of another son of Lehi's named Nephi. He too had left his home his comforts, his friends, his ambitions. Did Nephi have questions about what was going on, about the need to leave Jerusalem, the need to be able to travel in the wilderness, the need to know where he was going, yet there was not a clear answer? Yeah. Why wouldn't he? It would be hard for us as an adult to accept, why not a youth the age of Nephi? However, how did Nephi react when he witnessed his father's powerful testament in the Valley of Lemuel? Because he was at a pivot point in his life. While they were going through hard times, while he, with his family, was leaving behind his home as it became a speck on the horizon, the background music of this difficult experience was the murmuring of his older brothers. And he had some choices that he needed to make. Was he going to choose to obey or resist? Was he going to choose to comply or rebel. We learn that his response to his questions differed from Laman and Lemuel because he had a great desire to know the mysteries of God. And so acting on that desire of his heart, he prayed. The scriptures say that he cried unto the Lord and the Lord did visit him. You see, Laman and Lemuel required their father to push them into submission. And that was a temporary fix with hearts left unchanged. Nephi, however, because he focused on building a relationship with his Lord, and because he had a great desire to learn of him, he moved towards the Lord, which the Lord then in turn softened his heart 
by easing his fear so that he did believe all the words which had been spoken by his father and he did not rebel. So what can we learn? Though outside behaviors are important and do make the righteous endeavors of our hearts easier to accomplish, getting our children to conform to our personal preferences are temporary at best. Now, in no way am I saying that we should abandon teaching obedient behaviors, but we should teach our children to seek a personal relationship with God because doing so has lasting effects and can carry them through questions and disappointments that even we aren't privy to. And this way requires us parents to slow down a little and give more power to God. Because by teaching our children to seek Him for answers to their questions is trusting that He's going to answer their questions. We can teach our children to seek Him by teaching them who He truly is. It's powerful. Because even though my disappointment last week has not been taken away, there it has not changed. The circumstance hasn't changed. But my heart doesn't hurt so bad. My heart is filled with hope because I leaned into my relationship with the Lord. And that's what we want our children to do, to teach them to trust in who he really is and to look for evidence of all of that showing up in their life, in the good times and in the bad. We can teach them to seek after him by trying our best to emulate his character and attributes, but then also allowing them to witness us seeking forgiveness for when we fall short. We teach them to seek after him when we rejoice in his gospel found in the scriptures and testified by living prophets and apostles. Your love and devotion that you give to those things will be witnessed by your children. So with 39% of 18 to 29 year olds claiming to have no religious affiliation here in the United States, which is up from 20% in 1996. I believe that the Book of Mormon that was written for our day gives us a powerful parenting tool. We must teach our children how to know the mysteries of God and how to know his dealings so that it burns within their hearts. We must encourage them to ask God their questions and we must tutor them how to recognize the manifestations of the spirit and help them gain confidence in acting in accordance with it. Their hearts will be softened. If their hearts move towards God, they will believe the words that we testify to them regarding him. Their rebellion will be quieted. Obedience to their Lord will drive them. And that is godly parenting. So today for us begins spring break. And I'm going to have me a lot of opportunities to practice godly parenting. And I would love to hear from you, your ways that you have taught your children to seek God and to draw their hearts unto him. Find us on Instagram or on Facebook and join our community. And I'm going to ask the question, how do you teach your children to seek? And I would love to hear how you have done that. Join us as we learn liken, and then lift others one principle at a time.